Freaking g'day, how is it going? It is so wonderful to have you here for episode 66 of the Oceanic Gaming Radio Podcast. It is the 31st of the 7th, 2023, uh, and it's a Monday night, 7.10pm uh, 7, in Perth, Western Australia. My name is Captain Perth, and alongside me as always is Grizzly Gaming 86 and Pavloverface. Thank you for joining me, boys. How are we freaking doing? Hey Ahoy, ahoy. Captain Pav, how are uh, you guys? Doing good, fellas. Doing very <laughs> well. Yeah. Out of, yeah. Out of 10, how are you? How out are you, Pav? Out, out of 10, 10 mate. Uh, look, uh, excitement for um, next weekend, absolute 10. Uh, yeah, anxiety, true. Yeah. anxiety for ne- uh, next weekend, absolute yeah. 10. So uh, uh, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> look. Yeah, Tell well, them, you Pav, got a, you got what's happening? On, yeah. yeah, you got to you right. just lay it all out. I think we got to just... Uh, Look, I was trying to build up to this, but let me tell you right now, it is Pixel <laughs> Expo weekend coming up in five mm. days' time. Uh, yep, it'll be huge. Yeah, huge. If, uh, if you're a regular listener, you may have uh, heard me uh, talk your ear off about Pixel already, but if it's your first time listening, uh, Pixel is a local uh, convention or expo that um, focuses on a lot of local creators and uh, gaming activations from... Um, absolutely incredible companies and yeah stuff i don't know look it's it's going to be an awesome time and even more exciting that uh the boys captain captain grizz are going to be joining me mm. on the sunday hell yeah yeah ogr is yeah. going to be there live in there. the flesh yeah Can't we're wait. doing a, an event well uh, uh what do you call it <clears throat> not an event uh what would you call the, the thing panel? it started panel? off as a panel but it's more of a it's more of a show now it's a game show. It's a it's game like show. It's, it's the yeah. gaming version of Spicks and Specs, basically, if you're familiar with Spicks and Specs. And if you're not... Am I going to have to know things, yeah. Cap? Because I... Oh, absolutely. Will... Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't want to have to carry your bloody sorry bum bum. You are, uh, mate. You're going to be carrying me hard. <laughs> I do it every Monday, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're fucking better get used to it, mate. It's going to happen on Sunday too. <laughs> yeah, well, it should be good fun. So the whole idea will be kind of like you know, uh, who said this kind of game rounds and, you know, uh, general knowledge kind of uh, gaming related things. So it's going to be really good. I'm freaking excited for it. And, and our good friend, Straight Jacket Jim, who has been on the show multiple times, actually. What, is it multiple times? Yeah. yeah. I think it's multiple times now. Actually, it is multiple times. And uh, is in the chat right now. Actually, a little quick shout out. If you'd like to watch this show live, you can do so every 7 p.m. AWST, twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio. Come and join Straight Jacket Jim and Fancy Badger and a bunch of other legends. Uh, yeah, Straight Jacket Jim's going to be uh, leading the charge and at the mm. panel. And yeah, I, I believe Sunday, 1.30 p.m. Perth Convention Center. That's correct. Yeah. Exactly. Even bought a ticket. I would recommend getting onto it ASAP. I uh, just bought my ticket. Cap, guess which code I used for that ticket. Uh, 
straightjacket gym. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, if you're buying a you ticket, use Pavlova face. That's P-A-V-L-O-V-A. That's right. F-A-C-E <laughs> in the promo section. That's going to get you a sweet, sweet $1 off your ticket and use it wisely. And I'll see that. You get a dollar in your pocket, Pav, for No, that? not at all. It's just bragging rights. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Do you know what? Mia bought my ticket um, today, and I didn't get a chance to get her to use a code. No! So, so I don't she, know if it's retrospective. She, she didn't use the straight jacket. She used code, she used code uh, null, <laughs> <laughs> null space. So yeah, sorry about that. But uh, right. but yeah, so it's going to be exciting. So if you if you're floating around looking for something to do on the Sunday, you want to come and watch uh, me and Grizz and uh, the guys from the morning stream. Uh, is it the morning? No, not the morning. The morning pod. What are they called again? Uh, the Morning Show. Morning Show. Oh, morning Show. Mm, the Morning Stream is another podcast that I'm getting mixed <laughs> up with. Sorry. Um, yeah, The Morning Show, uh, another WA cast, bunch of legends, Wraith, and the other guy's name is Eluding Steve, Me. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a weird name, Eluding Me, Cap. Jeez. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, freaking. <laughs> mate, you are a dad, aren't you? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's going to be awesome. A uh, bit of a head-to-head, toe-to-toe battle. Okay, mm. so yeah. But um, uh, Pav, what else have you been up to, mate? What's what's news? All right. Well, let me tell you, I've had a big one. Shit, had a big He's one. Done did it you? again. <laughs> they thought he couldn't do it again, but not he did. Too, not too an exciting of a big one. It was filled with meetings and uh, preparation for a whole bunch of uh, stuff coming up with the Stream Perth Group as well as uh, Pixel Expo. Um, we had, uh, oh, what do we do? We had the LCO, uh, grand final, uh, watch party. Ooh, league friend, something. Yeah, what's that? Uh, league championship. League uh, championship. Oceania? Oceania or something like that. Yeah. Uh, our good friend, uh, Dawnfire has uh, set that up. Um, mm-hmm. bloody, bloody well job. Dawn bloody legend. Good, yeah. Bloody good job. Um, yeah. Awesome turnout. Caught up with a bunch of, a uh, bunch of good friends. And um, yeah, I, I didn't really know what I was watching. I don't play league. Uh, what was that year we <laughs> yeah. had like a Pentanet team that was Pet- like? Well, I'm pretty sure Pentanet is still for. in there. They're, Are they still on, in there? Yeah, they're in this uh, in this bracket. Okay. Yeah, I, don't right. I don't really know. Okay. Championship know. league, league. I, th- I think they're this, they're in this league, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. Does, I think I don't know if Oceania and Oceania traditionally does very well on the world stage. No, I don't believe they do. Yeah. I feel like we're just shit at MOBAs in general. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You never see it's us. No well, actually, you'd say Anna's pretty fucking good, mate. Well, you're right, Cap. The individual talent that is good gets picked up by NA teams and other random <laughs> yeah. teams. And <laughs> <EU>. <laughs> like, yeah. You are no longer yeah. Australian, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is fair, you know. We'd have a we well, we I mean, you don't want one star player and then the rest just, you know, hey you gone. Uh anyway, sorry to derail you, Pav. Uh, how was the rest of the SL- uh, LCA? Uh yeah, it was good. I, I I didn't stick around too long. I didn't didn't really know what I was uh <laughs> what I was watching. Yeah. Uh, but it was good to catch up with everyone. Um, yeah, just just filled with more meetings. Uh, there was a there was a local arts festival, Perth Comic Arts Festival. I saw as that. Well. that was so that was at the cool. uh, the museum. Yeah, that was at, at the museum, um, in like a foyer in like one of the foyer areas. It was like a mm-hmm. hundred, I think about a hundred artists. I can't remember. But there was a whole. There was a, the room was flooded with a incredible talent. Um, yeah, got a got a cheeky commission done, which was. Always very mm. nice. Way, very um, nice. Okay, just one commission. Only one. There wasn't too many commissions uh, going around because it was more focused on like uh, um, original uh, comic books. So yeah. um, people like pub self like self publishing their stuff kind of thing. 
which is uh, yeah. Are we going to see more commissions out of uh, the Pixel Pixel Expo, mate? Oh yeah, that, that yeah. I've been saving till like, I get as many commissions as I can next weekend. Cool. Uh, Sick, mate. Got my eye on a couple. Uh, I've started uploading a few to my uh, Twitch page. If you want to, you can head over there and look at some some of the digital ones that have been done in the past. Yeah. Um, so rad. How many do you reckon you've gotten done up to this date? Probably about between sixty and eighty. Dude, that is yeah. crazy. All right, I'm somewhere around there. You could publish a book. Uh, well, that's that's what I was doing. I was I was making like a coffee table book, and I've uh, glued them that's all. That's dope. Into yeah. That is so freaking dope. It's not quite working. <laughs> also, like, insanely like, vain. <laughs> <laughs> well, people keep telling me to put it on my bloody wall. Yeah, uh, and I was like, yeah. that's that's a far too vain. <laughs> no, I love it. I just I just love that level of vainness. It's just so sick. I mean, like walking into your house and like, was, would you like a coffee? Just sit down at uh, this table if you wouldn't mind. And the fucking Pabs is like personal <laughs> commission book. Now, guys, if you do want to see a uh, drawing of Pabs bum cheeks, oh no, can, you can see Ooh. it on his Twitch page. You can see it. He is uh, in, hot, wow. in, a, in a pineapple tub by the looks. I know it's the people at home man. have been waiting for this moment. So, yep. um, yeah, the floodgates are now going to be opening, I'm sure. <laughs> booty. Yeah, the Pav yeah, booty. Big time. Oh, well, mate, Pav, I'm glad to hear you had a bloody ripper, mate. That's awesome. Um now, Grizz, what about you, mate? How was your mm. week? Actually, I know how you week. Well, half, half of your weekend was pretty good, but we actually <laughs> might save that till how's your gaming going? I've actually had a pretty like, I feel like uh, it's been leading up to this week for a while, Cap, because this week is, I'm going to get wrecked. Like yeah. 10 out of 10 have no spare fucking time to do How anything. How much of so. it was you forgot that you had things on? Um, A little bit because I just book shit and then yeah, I, know. I find it and then I eventually find time to look at my calendar and it's like somehow it's all lined up that I haven't double booked anything so that was pretty lucky yeah but it does also it's mean. Like, but I'm also not sleeping for the next 48 hours <laughs> I'm extremely fucking busy uh, the weekend's going to be the worst but that's okay um, yeah but yeah apart from that cap I had a really nice weekend mate and um probably save it for the how's your gaming goal but I did actually go get to go hang out with uh Cap on yourself on on Sunday and have a couple of beers and played a particular board game that was fucking incredible. So I'm looking forward to yeah. kind of talking about that with you. Yeah, Un- unraveling that and uh, discussing. Yeah, what a was that great. was a fun day, man. Really enjoyed Such that. Such a good day, dude. I, I, yeah. love, I will uh, I will say this. We got wrecked in the game oh, we yeah. played. We got we fucked up. We got wrecked. So, we played so, it so well. I played it particularly poorly, but, you know, anyway, what do you do? You next it a time, crack, mate. Yeah, I'll do better next time. It's fine. Yeah, but apart exactly. from that, man, um, not a whole lot. Uh, back at work today and got thoroughly pumped at work. So been hanging out for tonight to hang out with you guys and relax. Yeah, wicked, mate. Big what fan about of yourself? What about yourself, mate? How's things with you? Well, things been have happening. been good. Um, you got a sick yeah, child. Really I have a sick child at the moment. Uh, he's got conjunctivitis and a cold. So, well, he's coming off the back end of that, but we're, he's, he's on antibiotics and, and eye drops. And have you ever tried giving eye drops to a nine-month-old? Not fun. i tell you what, that's <laughs> fucking something I don't recommend. I um, imagine it's hard though, is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, you kind of like have to like – you kind of have them in between your legs and use your legs to hold oh. down their arms and then you're using one hand to hold their head and open their eyeball up and they put a, uh, what do you call it, a 
I drop in. It's not easy, hey. So uh, not fun, but you know you got to do it. So um, is what it is. But uh, they're probably just like, what otherwise. the fuck are you doing to me? Because it's yeah, not a nice like, feeling. This is this is. I, I don't like getting eye drops by my, from myself, <laughs> let alone alone yeah. being forced into it. So yeah, he's not particularly stoked with us, but you know he'll be all right. So he's on antibiotics and that. But uh, other than that, he's he's so funny. We we saw the doctor today, and the doctor's like, he's he's pretty happy for a you know a little bloke that needs to go on antibiotics and uh, everything else and i was like yeah he's just kind of like this all the time <laughs> so, you know. yeah. and you know what yeah. that's a good indication of how they're actually feeling from the illness because i yeah. feel like when they're kids it could look a lot worse than what it is for them it gets really scary when they do actually start when your kids are actually you know you can see they're really affected and fatigued yeah. and everything else yeah. we had quite that a big last scare time with for us was it? Yeah. And that's yeah. not nice. But at least it gives uh, you a bit of comfort now that he's not, you know, struggling too hard. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's funny because like he's kind of, he kind of goes from like, you know, oh, a bit of a sniffly nose. You think, oh, yeah, you'll be right. You go to daycare, mate, whatever. And then, um, you know, and then it's like, oh, yeah, maybe we should see a doctor. <laughs> so, hey. And then, you know, all of a sudden daycare's ringing up saying, uh, yeah, probably come and pick your kid up, reckon. And you go, yeah, okay, oh, no worries. Man, uh, yep. <laughs> so, actually, it's funny yeah, you say that. Because um, Ada actually stayed home today because she was unwell as well. I think there's a lot going around, obviously, winter and, you know, the winter bugs tend to float and, um, you know, also kids, you know, they're bloody dirty mongrels, you know. They just mm. they get stuck into everything, don't they? Don't wash their hands, do. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, they've got better things to do than wash their hands, like, you know, eat dirt off the floor. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's a big job. But, uh, but yeah, look, he'll be all right and, and hopefully I hope Ada's feeling better soon. So... Um, yeah. because she was out the front of the house doing cartwheels this afternoon when the girls got home. Yep. So off to school with you, pal. Yep. That's it. <laughs> off you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, other than that, I had well, it was my birthday last week, uh, which was great. Uh, I had my birthday day off and kind of just cruised around, hit the gym, you know, and then we went and had some a, a nice uh, meal at a really sick burger joint in. Uh, in Elizabeth Key in Perth City, and then on Dude, those s- cocktails looked nuts that you were drinking. Yeah, the cocktails. The nerd were one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a nerd cocktail, and oh god, it tasted so. It was like a grape kind of flavored, like sour grape kind of thing. It was sour. so Ooh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then on mm-hmm. Saturday, caught up with a couple of friends, and we did a escape room. It was a Western theme, and we did escape mm-hmm. um, with about escaped. a minute left to go. Yeah, I've never escaped. I'm no good. Really? I'm fucking nah, no good, mate. I need to go to the you. <laughs> yeah, you need car- to go get carried in the escape room as well. <laughs> well, it was really cool. It was like you started off separated, so you're in um, two teams of three, and you're you found these little holes in between these cell walls because you're in like a western prison, and then you're like passing things through, and they passed a um, a cane through, and we used the cane to grab these keys, and then we passed the keys back through to them that they used to open something. They passed us some dynamite. We blew our toilet up and. Yeah, it was it was wicked. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. And then we made it out and had to do all these um, ciphers and open the safe. But we, we we did that and and then we went to a really nice degustation. It was about ninety five bucks a head at this um, fancy Italian restaurant, and it was I've I've not ever had pasta of that quality in my life. And when was you have good, that kind it? of pasta mm. and compare it to your own, you just go, man. 
I got some uh, life choices that I've got issues with right now. <laughs> it's not it's not the packet <laughs> stuff that's all fucking dehydrated and hard. It's yeah, fucking yeah, proper yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Al dente yeah. versus El Solido. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, but it was really good. So I had a great weekend. And then Sunday, um, I'll we'll talk more about that. Uh, Shortly, but uh, but enough of enough of that, mate. We we're gonna get stuck into this. We've been talking shit for yep, ages. So we have. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. No, no worries at all. Look, uh, as always, house rules. Uh, if you would like to watch us live, you can do so via twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio, seven p.m. Monday nights. Uh, yeah, come join legends such as uh, uh, Daddy Sinuana, uh, Caging Runt, Pavloverface, who's <laughs> also here, uh, Straight Jacket Jim. And uh, who else we got in here? Fancy badges floating around as well. Legends. Come, on, come and join them. Say good day. Come and talk a bit of shit. Uh, you can also go to OGR.show to find all of our other links, uh, link to our Discord, uh, link to you know our uh, ongoing podcast episodes if you want to listen to these in your own time. We're also available via Spotify, iTunes, uh, Pocket Casts, you know, the whole lot. Go and search us up, uh, Oceanic Gaming Radio. I'm sure you'll find us. Uh, leave us a review if you wouldn't mind though. That'd be great. Five stars and tell us what you like about the episodes and why is it the part where we play the DJ Francesco stinger? Um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, other than that, just want to say a big thank you to our wonderful Patreons. These are the people that uh, have decided to put their credit card details into our subscription service. Uh, we really appreciate you guys big time. Uh, those legends are the following people. Uh, we've got Sukai, Moosey, Caging Runt, Sergeant Paul, Lee GD, J Libs, Brendan, Dan Fantastic, and Strops. Guys, Cat, thank you. Are we able to give them ad free? Is that something we we are offering yet soon? Hey, <clears throat> I tell you what, free listeners. You're going to be getting some fucking RAC ads very shortly. Yeah, yeah you guys are copping the ads, all right? Yeah, it's going to be. We, we've just, we've just, we're, we're monetizing, baby. The monetization's happening. We've sold out. Um, but yeah, look, we, we will be having ads injected into our episodes soon, so expect that. Uh, but we will be Starting offering right uh, now. We're going to have probably business. Yeah, probably this one. Uh, I'll see if I can mm. set that live. If not, the next one. But. Yeah, we probably will be off. Well, we will be offering ad-free viewing to our patrons soon. So, um, yeah, don't worry too much. It'll be easy, Pav. Don't worry. We just upload it to the fucking Patreon. It's easy as one, two, three, probably done. Should, should let them know. It's fine. It'll be easy. Don't yeah, worry about it. Fine, Everyone yeah. else does it. We can do it too. I'm sure. Mm. Easy. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, now what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah, anyways, big quest log today. So let's freaking jump in here, Grizzly Game 86. Four items. Four items on the quest log today. Four quests with yep. a few side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to jump straight in, Grizz. Armored Core 6 has got yep. a gameplay preview uh, last week, a, a month out from release. Um, and that was actually about a week uh, after it also got a bit of a story um you know a story preview as well um have you, have you had a bit of a look at this Chris? I did mate I did have a bit of a look at this and uh what surprised me first is that well actually didn't surprise me but kind of still fucking amazing this video has amassed 3.2 million views in 5 days um, yeah <clears throat> and it is 13 minutes of pure gameplay uh, kind of alongside some some 
description talking about the different things. Yeah. But I think uh, pretty well done. And it really does show you how kind of open the maps and stuff are, Cap, and how yeah. much freedom you've got to to navigate your way around the place. So it looks pretty it's cool. It's definitely a change, <clears throat> excuse me, in scale. Um, you know, these mechs are probably like, what would you say, based on the things we're kind of seeing, uh, the mechs are probably, f I don't know, maybe eight people high or something like that, tall um, <laughs> in that realm. <laughs> yeah. um, just to give you an idea of scale. Um, and so when I guess the gameplay trailers kind of um, split into these kind of action sequences and, um, you know, they've got splits between certain battles and boss battles and stuff. But uh, a lot of it shows, you know, the mech traversing through, you know, these different uh, levels uh, that they show off. And you kind of really get a, it's, 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 it feels really weird, you know, seeing a From Software game at this scale, I guess, because we're so used to seeing a, you know, a, a standard human player character uh, running through either a dilapidated kind of post-apocalyptic medieval world or Victorian era world or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very different. Uh, the combat is, you know, very different. I, I did read some previews. So from software did invite some, uh, some reviewers and stuff to give the game a bit of a crack. So, you know, Vardy Vidya, you know, your IGNs, oh, yeah, uh, nice. keep, uh, kind yeah. of funny games, et cetera, all got a bit of a crack at the game. And they said it feels very different, but it still has some of the hallmark from software soulsy Ooh. kind of flavor to the combat but don't expect this to feel like dark souls is basically okay. a big takeaway from this what i was saying yeah one thing i did notice which kind of surprised me a bit is and it's kind of the lead up but you see you see your mech kind of traversing around and attacking these smaller mechs and slicing them with the sword and things but uh taking like no damage which kind of makes me think you know how dark souls is very punishing you know, yeah. any, any enemy is capable of killing you, and it kind it kind of gave me those vibes around these mechs. Well, I couldn't even figure out which one the freaking health bar was because there's like fifty <laughs> million bars on the screen. <laughs> so yeah. I don't really know what's yeah. going on in that in that uh, in that area. But I know what you mean. It was it was the the player <clears throat> character seemed to be copping a beating a lot of the time, and I couldn't mm. really figure out what was I guess just being a, paid attention to in the HUD. It definitely seems like the main middle bar is your your stamina and then you've got certain boosts and it's reading your different because you can have up to four different weapons at any given time and i guess a, a melee weapon if you want to chuck that in there as well yep. uh so you know one thing we did see in this in this uh, gameplay sort of trailer is is uh, some of the customization you can do with the mech which includes those four weapons and just um you know how how much your armored core can sort of be differentiated i guess because there's so many different frames and legs and armor yeah. pieces and just bits and it actually looks pretty rad um and i kind of regret saying that i didn't want to play this game at all um, it actually does the other day other week rad. that time yeah, remember, that? remember that one well, i hope no <laughs> yeah, one um, I, do. I hope no one uh, uh <laughs> clipped that <laughs> so now you're kind of uh, that today. i was like look, oh it doesn't look too bad uh but yeah, yeah so let's so, say um each core has four weapons uh one for each arm and shoulder and yeah, kind of, we're kind yeah. of seeing some of the garage in there, but yeah, like uh, projectile weapons, energy swords, missile launchers, shields, and uh, other bits and pieces that we see. And yeah. we definitely see the uh, the melee weapon in there. Cap looks like kind of like this blue. I don't know. It's like a lightsaber kind of thing that kind of yeah, shoots it's like a big blue them. energy beam that kind of comes out, almost like a halo kind of energy sword, but bigger. 
Uh, mm. I don't know. The the melee combat looked a bit interesting to me. It, it seems very heavy on the. Uh, okay, I think the big thing to talk about here is the mobility of your armored core yeah. gris because you are strafing a lot, you are moving around a lot, you're sort of zigging zagging in between combat and different assailants that are shooting all kinds of fucking different things at you, whether it be mm-hmm. missiles mm-hmm. or bullets or you know energy lasers or whatever else. Um, so on top of that, you're also you're trying to obviously deal damage yourself. A lot of it seems to be ranged combat uh, with a little bit of melee sort of you Dance, know, chucked in it? there for good yeah. measure. So it's very, very ranged yeah. heavy in my opinion. Uh, but, I mean, maybe you can build a, a, a melee-focused core. I don't really know. But it definitely mm. seemed like, you know, you were sparingly using your melee stuff. I'm guessing maybe you don't want to get too close to these guys. But Is the idea anyways. that when you take hits and stuff, you're... Do you lose the ability to use some of the function of your uh, mech as you take damage? Is that what happens? I, in I, I assume games? so. I think that's kind of what happens for the enemies. You know, there's one there's one boss that you're fighting uh, where yeah. they're saying that you're trying to take out their like stability module so that they go mm. staggered. And that's another thing to probably talk about as well is uh, continued damage on a enemies, particularly bosses that have a big health bar. Uh, yeah. They will in, you will inflict stagger damage, which then goes into like a stagger state where you can inflict extra damage. So very classic, common Soulsborne kind of style, uh, you mm-hmm. know, game design trope that we've seen in recent years. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, look- it, it kind of talks about uh, so each enemy will be uh, vulnerable to a specific kind of uh, of damage. Using that damage yeah. enough will stagger your enemy briefly, incapacitating them, making them susceptible to an all-out attack. So we do see uh, we do see like you were kind of mentioning there, but yeah, the cat. Uh, you see uh, your little mech taken on a very large uh, boss-like uh, bloke uh that you're kind of navigating around and attacking and, and you do see that stagger happen and then yeah. uh, you get up in its face and start wailing I on th- it i think that's one thing to probably have a quick chat about is the scale of enemies as well you know we see mm. one boss is literally a mech the same size as you and another boss that you're fighting in this really cool kind of desert storm um like zone is this massive like like huge monstrosity of a machine uh, that is like millions of times bigger than you and you've got to go and like <laughs> take out its legs and then yeah. go and find the generators to open up this thing almost like a death star level um of mm. you know scale that you're you're dealing with uh so the bosses look pretty rad and then there was even a boss that kind of looked a bit more bullet hellish uh that was firing these red yeah, kind of beams around that. everywhere mm. um but yeah, I think you know one thing of- that uh, FromSoft has always been pretty good at doing. Cap is mm. almost like simulating a PvP experience. Uh, but you know, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about the the hunters in Bloodborne. Uh, you know, when you and even the invaders that come in Dark Souls games as well, where yep. uh, the the AI on those is so good and actually makes it feel like you're you're playing against another player. Um, yeah. I just can't help but think that. You know, when you're fighting mechs the same size as you, that those battles will be in a similar nature around, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. mitigating damage and everything else. So, Well, absolutely. Mm. I think overall, Grizz, what I saw, it's still very mechy. Obviously, it's a mech game, but uh, maybe kind of skewing more towards the style of mechs that would probably interest me if I was more so into mechs. 
Uh, I do worry that a lot of the gameplay looks kind of disorientating because you're kind of strafing in so many different directions and <laughs> trying to yeah. keep a, a mental tally of where enemies are. And um, I can imagine when there's a fair few enemies in front of you and you're trying to dodge, you know, fucking 20 laser beams and missiles and everything else. Like, I don't know how mm-hmm. that's going to feel. Uh, and whether the controls it will feel have got to be really fair. intuitive, don't they? And I'm sure they absolutely will, uh, for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, so, you know, it's almost like uh, you don't think about where you're, what you, the buttons you have to press, but you're almost just dodging that way because it feels so intuitive to control your uh, yeah. Mech. So, and it, I yeah, mean, I it's going to be interesting to see how the terrain and your boost feels as well. Like, do you have enough boost to really kind of not get yourself into weird terrain situations where you're, you're kind of having to dodge in between buildings and stuff that feels really, I, I don't know, just the way I kind of watched the combat, I just thought, man, that is either going to feel great or feel like shit. Um, but According to the reviews, people seem to be having a lot of fun with it. So I'm sure that they've done a pretty good job of it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Overall, I guess thoughts, Grizz. Like, what do you kind of think? And with with this bad with this bad boy, I think this has definitely piqued my interest in the game. Um, yeah, uh, and I think it was the way it was delivered, having someone actually speak through uh, quite plainly and describing the different mechanics and you know, what considerations you've got to make as you're traversing the environments i think uh compared to what we've seen to date in terms of the gameplay trailers this is definitely the most appealing one to me and you know i think i'll probably wait for it to release but i'm not ruling out me playing this game because it does look pretty interesting yeah yeah i'm kind of in a similar boat i think personally i think before this trailer i didn't really know what to expect in terms of variability in the enemies and the environments and what we'd seen so far was just everything looks super industrial and it still kind of does. But I mean, we've kind of seen like a desert sandstorm, like a icy area and like a more kind of, I guess just industrialized warehousey kind of zone. Um, they still yeah. look kind of mostly the same in terms of pretty heavy industrial kind of stuff, but I do feel like it, we're seeing a little bit more now and we got a little bit more meat on the bone I do like the variability in kind of boss bosses and how, I don't know, just their attacks and, and bits and pieces look. Um, so I guess we'll see how it looks when it releases, but I'm kind of in the same, but I think I'll probably wait for it to release and just see if I do actually want to give this a crack. There's also a part of me, Grizz, where I just don't know if mm. I've got time for a Soulsborne kind of experience at the moment. Um, yep. despite having bought Remnant 2. But, um, Dude, I've you know. bought that and I've put 40 min- minutes into it and haven't played it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been busy. Like, I'm sure yeah. I will, uh, you know. I that's, think, just being, that's just being a dad and, and not having yeah. an awful lot of time, I think. Man, I you pay, you, the worst thing is I played the deluxe for the deluxe version as well, which and gave didn't me, even get to make yeah. the most of it. Book, line and sinker, my friend. Yeah, they got me, uh, but well, let's wrap this one up. I think overall, uh, interested, not 100% sold, but looks really cool. Uh, I'm a little bit worried it might feel a little bit disorientating and and kind of like you're just strafing left and right for the entire game. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know that's what, probably one one thing to quickly have a chat about, Grizz, is I think Soulsborne combat generally your player movement feels a lot more premeditated and you have to really think about, oh, I'm going to need to dodge to the left for this attack and dodge to the yeah. right. Whereas with this, it just f- kind of felt like to me, I'm just kind of like 
frantically strafing left and right to dodge missiles at any given moment. And then Quite maybe sometimes I'm making it? that. Mm. Yeah. Well, it doesn't feel well. Yeah. It just feels like you're always reacting to kind of nothing, but everything, you know what I mean? Whereas maybe that's the difference Souls, between uh, this having a bit more range in your enemies where, you know, you see yeah. a missile coming for you. So you, then you're dodging left and right to dodge it. Whereas, I don't know, Souls was a lot more punishing and you'd be looking for little tells in what you yeah. think the enemy might be doing. So it's kind of, yeah. yeah maybe I wonder if those between. tells will come out in the major boss battles, but I guess we'll see mm-hmm. Grizzly Gaming 86 yeah. uh, in a month, just under a month now. So really freaking gay. Armored Core. Cool. Now, Grizz, yeah. you, you're a Final Fantasy man. What, how many Final uh, Fantasy games do you reckon you played, mate? I played all the early ones pretty much and then stopped yeah. playing after nine and basically haven't touched anything since. Um, yeah. It was interesting. So I had the, all the early PlayStation uh, from seven onwards and played through most of those. Yeah, yeah. anyway, wh- why is that, Capo? What's happening in the Final Fantasy universe? Well, mate? specifically the MMO, there was mm. the Final Fantasy Fan Fest last week, which I think was in Los Angeles or some shit like that. I don't know. I think it was mostly online, but regardless, uh, we got a lot of announcements for Final Fantasy fourteen, right? So Very cool. I guess okay. the first big announcement was the fact that we're getting another expansion. Uh, is going to mm-hmm. be called mm-hmm. Dawn Trail, I believe. Now, Dawn Trail is going to be, uh, it seems like it's kind of like almost like your character's going on a bit of a holiday. It's kind of like a bit of an ex- exploratory kind of, you know, we're just going to go and have a bit of fun. There's no uh, major big bad guy. We're, we're kind of going to this new new place we found. We're going to go and explore it and have a bit of a holiday so I think it's going to be a bit of a deviation from the kind of more serious ongoing stories that they've been telling recently. And uh, what I found kind of interesting about that idea of a expansion is that is something that World of Warcraft players have been asking for for a very long time. Is that right? And Final Fantasy feels like they're actually doing it. Yeah, a lot of the time when you ask people, you have like a public poll about what kind of expansion you'd like next. A lot of people say, I just want to go on like an adventure. I don't want to defeat a, uh, you know, an all-seeing god or I don't want to deal with, you know, a catastrophic issue. I just want to go and do an adventurer yeah, just, thing. I- that sounds logical to me. Yeah, Catch, for a bit it? of fun, you know, and that, mm. that's kind of the vibes I'm getting from this trailer and what they've kind of discussed. Far out, man. I will yeah. say the graphics, water graphics on here with those coral reefs and you see the yeah. b- the boat cruising through the water is absolutely insane. I don't know if, the, I don't know if I've ever seen water graphics like that in a, in a video game before. They are well, nuts. This, I think this is, this is obviously render, like a cinematic rendering, but yeah. I mean, even so, it's incredibly impressive. Uh, the the trailer is definitely worth a look, even just purely for the art form itself. But mm. uh, yeah, the 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 trailer is brilliant, and it kind of gives you a bit of a an idea of, I guess, some of the places you're going to be seeing. A lot of it seems very Mayan inspired, uh, mm-hmm. Mayan mm-hmm. Mayan, uh, and you're going to be getting a bunch of new stuff. So I'm just going to kind of quickly touch over the top of this. Uh, you're going to a, a new locale. Uh, you, what's it called? Yokturel is the tropical New World location seen in the Dawn Trail trailer. It's west of Aeolsia and home to many cities that live alongside nature. Meaning you won't see much industrialization compared to other places in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so you're going to be going there. There's a brand new major city, <clears throat> a couple of new regions, one of which is 
kind of like a mountainous region and then you've got like a kind of like fun sort of seaside kind of looking place as well that looks really overgrown. Uh, you're going to be getting uh, a new level cap. So uh, you'll be able to level from 90 to 100. There's going to be two new jobs, which are basically classes effectively. But with Final Fantasy XIV, every player can play every single different class. So they call them jobs and you can switch your jobs out based on your weapon and all that kind of shit. So that's pretty cool. Um but we don't know what the jobs are yet. They haven't been revealed yet, but you know they're going to have a melee DPS job and a ranged magical DPS. So more info on that by, uh, you know, everyone's favorite uh, Final Fantasy developer, Yoshida, uh, in, in good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to have new dungeons, new gear, new recipes for crafters, uh, new raids. There's also a new race of people living in this place. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know whether that means that they're playable, but it seems that they might just be a new kind of character. Excuse me. What do they um, look like, Cap? Do we know? Yeah, they're kind of like they wear masks and look kind of vague, vaguely just like humans. So right, okay. uh, they are diminutive people inhabiting uh, blah, 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 blah. Seldon, I can't read this fucking word. The word is U-R-Q-O-P, Uruk Pacha. So I think that's where they live. They live in Uruk Pacha. Mm, okay, right. uh, so seldom, see, seldom seen without their distinctive masks. Natural entrepreneurs who travel the continent on alpaca back and renowned producers of tea, coffee, and mezcal, which I believe you are a big drinker of, my friend. Love tequila, Cap. It's my favorite, yeah. mate. These guys so made it on my level. Yeah, yeah you, mezcal is beautiful. This might be the time for you to start playing Final Fantasy XIV, mate. Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, they're also going to be doing an update to the Blue Mage class, which is like uh, hard to explain, but basically the Blue Mage class is kind of like a fun class that takes the abilities of enemies and stuff. And okay. yeah, so they're going to be obviously improving upon that. A uh, bunch of quest updates. Gold Source is getting an update. The Gold Source is kind of like the Dark Moon Fair, but it's open all the time uh, right. from World of Warcraft. Uh, and yeah, look, there's a bunch of shit coming. So pretty exciting. Now, yeah. two other major things were also announced at Grizzly. Firstly, mm. Final Fantasy XIV is coming to the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, and they had Phil Spencer up on the stage to co-announce it with Yoshida, and I think people lost their fucking minds about that. So uh, they've been working on this for a little while, and there will be an open beta soon at TM. So if you're an Xbox player and you're hoping to play a bit of Final Fantasy, your prayers have been answered, and keep your eye out. That is pretty cool, Cap. That is pretty cool. So this is obviously... Is PlayStation going to be pissed off about this, mate, or what? Is going well, to I, I don't know what, the how bottom? the exclusivity worked. If it was a, like, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not too sure whether it was, like, formal exclusivity, like, you can only have this on PlayStation for a certain amount of time or whether it was, like, a hardware limitation. Um, yeah. I know that in the past we'd, we've had... Well, you know, Baldur's Gate, for example, isn't releasing on Xbox for a while because they're struggling to get that's it to right. work on the Series S, which is the yep. underpowered version of the Xbox. So maybe that's an issue that they've been dealing with. I'm not too sure. Um, I didn't get that deep into it. But, I mean, it is coming to Xbox now. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to yeah, be ready to go. Right, cool. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So it's pretty More cool. platforms better. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. another cool thing was that they are going to be extending the free trial to also include Stormblood. 
and Stormblood is an expansion after Heavenswood, so it's two expansions in or three or something like that. Uh, no, I think it's two expansions in. Um, so you're going to be getting more of – basically, there's more base game for you to free trial through now, uh, which includes more expansions, So, which is pretty rad. So if you want to give it a crack, uh, you just need to get in there and give it a crack, basically. So, so Cap – Will you see yourself getting back into this, Matt? I know you were playing for a while for the content. Will you give it a tickle? Actually, I think I will, and I'll tell you mm. why, because they also announced a major graphical update. Okay. Now, the major graphical update is going to include high-resolution textures and shadows and a bunch of other really cool sort of aesthetic changes to the base game. Um, so that's going to happen over time, but there'll be some big major patches that include uh, a lot of the ch- those graphical update changes. Uh, and I think <clears throat> some of the older zones look a bit sad and a bit worn. Uh, so, and I'm kind of in those zones still. So maybe like a paint, mate. Mm. Yeah, I think once those kind of get addressed, yeah, why not? Maybe I'll I'll jump back in properly and yeah, get stuck into a bit of bit of Final Fantasy. I think one of the big things that pushed me away from it recently was quite often the main story quest, which is what you need to traverse through to get to end game. It requires you to do. Uh, instances with other players and depending on what the uh, content is there could be fucking no one doing that content uh, <laughs> so you're kind uh, of so grinding f- your way through it yeah. well i mean you see, so you try and have to you have to sit in a queue for like 30 plus minutes just to get into oh, a dungeon geez. do you I think i've got 30 minutes like to sit in the queue just and doing literally nothing grizz mm. <laughs> i don't so it's very difficult yeah. to to meet those requirements at the moment so um yeah, I think I maybe need to just find some friends to carry me through, but uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come there. So, got to um, find some mates. Yeah, yeah, got to oh. find some freaking mates. But uh, now, the one last thing I wanted to quickly talk about, Grizz, is this mm. graphical update is obviously going to require some new hardware uh, if you're running some lower grade stuff. So, with this That's graphical update. Sorry? I'm really feeling the age of my PC right now, Cap. It's yeah. starting. Yeah, I don't think you're the only one, mate. Yeah, especially like RAM seems to be really hungry now in a lot of these Oh, games. dude. It's almost like yeah. you need 64 gigs minimum these days. So I've got 16 gig, mate, and it's a struggle. Big time. Yeah. I think RAM 2 doesn't honesty, run particularly well. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. I think in all honesty, 32 is kind of like the baseline these days, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, so what's happened with Final Fantasy XIV is with this graphical update, they've announced new minimum system requirements. So, Ooh, uh, okay. you know, what do they look basically, like? well, at a minimum, you're going to require a, uh, I, well, you always needed an i7, but uh, it used to be an i7-6700. You're now going to need an i7-9700. So that's a few generations difference. Mm-hmm. You're also, at a minimum, going to, oh, sorry, that's the recommended system requirements. It's okay. I'm still keen to hear the recommended because that's probably what you'd want to, you don't want to be playing it on minimum, surely. Yeah, so these, that's minimum and recommended. So uh, minimum 8 gig, uh, recommended 16 gig. Uh, you'll need 140 gigs worth of hard drive space. Your minimum card uh, requirement now is a uh, 970 uh, and recommended is a 2060 or higher. Uh, And then you've got the AMD Radeon equivalent. Uh, And Mm -hmm. then, yeah. So now just to give you a rough idea of the old 
requirements. It used to be an i5 processor um, paired with a 750 um, as a bare minimum requirement. So we've basically seen the generation of uh, Intel well, of processor and graphics card increased by about three three years. So um, it's it's quite a lot. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you've got an older rig and you are playing Final Fantasy, uh, firstly rip, uh, and you're probably yeah, going to need your PC. Maybe uh, I'll play but, on my PlayStation Five. If I choose to play it, Cap. Maybe that's the way I'll play the game. Yeah. I mean, hey, that might be the way to go. Um, now, Yoshi P, uh, who is the you know lead developer, um, kind of game director for this game, uh, he basically basically said, "Look, we don't want to force everyone into getting a super high spec PC, uh, but we do think an upgrade at this level uh, is going to help you um, a obviously enjoy this game, and but also you can then play other games, which I think is a kind of nice thing to say in general." Yeah, what a like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, obviously this is going to help you play our game, but like, you know, go and enjoy other games. And um, yeah, one thing I like yep. about Yoshi P is he's very upfront about like, he's saying, look, you know, you don't have to play Final Fantasy every day. Come back to it when you're, you know, mm. when you're not frictioned against it. You don't don't have to grind yourself against this game, you know, like yep. a lot of other MMOs. It doesn't have to be your one and only, you know. And, yeah. And he said, if you're burnt out, yeah. come back later, you know. And, and that's one thing yeah. I like about Yoshi P. He's, he's just a fucking good dude, so... Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, it obviously sucks that you're probably gonna, you might have to upgrade your PC, but man, a 750 as a as a minimum requirement, that's an old card, my friend. I had a is 750 it? once upon a time, and that was that's like a two GTX. PCs ago. Is that, a, is that what you're talking about? It's a graphics card, eh? 750. Yeah, 750 GTX. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, yeah. That uh, is that's old, old school, baby. Yeah, it is. Um, surprised mm. that would even work anymore. But Dude, uh, I remember when I first yeah. started content creation cap, I was running a 670 with 8 Ooh. gig of RAM and damn some boy, CPU. <laughs> it was damn, yeah, that's crazy. Hey, and now we're in the 40 series, you know, like yeah. that's mental, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a big difference, but yeah, but anyways, Grizzly, so uh, yeah, Final Fantasy is getting a bunch of cool new shit, so there you freaking go. Very cool. Speaking of cool new shit, but kind of the opposite, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of. The Pathfinder games, Grizz, but so Pathfinder, from my understanding, Cap is a D and D esque uh, rule, rule set, set, right? Yeah, it's an alternative of, rule set. Alternative rule set. You know, a lot of people say that Pathfinder is better than Five E in a lot of respects, like combat and stuff is done really well in Pathfinder. Um, yeah, well, a lot of people regarded. when when there was that big hoo-ha about the D&D one um, player handbook and all the uh, copyright shit that happened recently, a lot of people were like, well, fuck it. I'm going to Pathfinder. I've been wanting to do it for a while and I think I'm just going to do it now. So fuck you, um, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, so yeah. this is the alternative kind of rule set. So, hmm. uh, But it's just not as popular, I think. you know, It's kind of like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, D and D is kind of like the glad rap of cling film uh, in in terms of like kind of RPG rule sets. You know, everyone knows RPG rule sets as Dungeons and Dragons because it has the brand name, kind of like you know glad rap does. So, uh, and then Pathfinder, you know, is kind of like the ugly duckling. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but still very well appreciated. So, 
Anyways, the Pathfinder rule set also gets used to make video games, one of which is Pathfinder, uh, what is it called? Wrath of the Righteousness or some shit? Dude, this, uh, this looks really good. Is, if this is the game that's up now, that looks... Yes, yes, like it, it, it does look really good. interesting. Mm. So um, our cat games created... Uh, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteousness. And this is kind of like a D&D style medieval high fantasy with magic, et cetera. Uh, yep. And, you know, it's kind of almost, it's in the vein of, uh, what do you call it, Divinity uh, 2, uh, Original Sin, that kind of, kind of Looks feel of game. very similar to that, doesn't it? Exactly. Now, this game came out in 2021. These developers are also working on Warhammer 40K Rogue Trader, which is a... Mm. Uh, well, it's a it's a, it's a, it's going to be a CRPG, a la um, Divinity Two: Original Sin, set in the forty two forty uh, k universe, which takes place, you know, uh, following a road trader. Uh, road trader, can you believe it? Um, anyways, getting back to this particular story, uh, what happened was the other day these guys released a new patch, and in that <laughs> patch they said, hey. Uh, we've got a new EULA, uh, which is, you know, the thing you signed to say, I'm happy to play this game. Uh, now, just to let you know, also, we've got a third-party analytics tool that we're bundling in with this uh, that will be mm. taking information such as your IP address, timestamps, uh, platform you're playing on, version of the game, OS, et cetera. Um, Mm-hmm. Sound good? Awesome. Love that. And, um, yeah, just by the way, if you don't sign the EULA, you can no longer play the game that's been out for two years. Oh, God. So I'd imagine yes. people weren't too happy about that, Cap, you know, getting their IP imagine. address taken and other bits and pieces, mate, you know? Yeah. A, mm. yeah. Um, I mean, I would prefer you not to take my data. B, you're saying I can't play the game I've paid for and been playing for quite happily for two years now that you've changed God. your EULA and want to put this patch on me. So, yeah, the community kind of kicked up a massive stink, fair enough, and uh, our cat games revoked the patch virtually immediately after a massive yeah. revolt, yeah. Uh, and they were very quick to say, we fucked up, uh, you know, we know this is was important to you guys and we apologise. This is an industry standard tool, um, but we went about it the wrong way, which, yes, they did. Uh, and just so you know, promise you this won't be in the 40k uh, game. FYI, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just All so right. you know, the, so the big, one that we're big old, on. big old back pedals, eh, Capo? Big, big back pedal. You, you, you know what? Know, again, important. You know what I feel like is really important is a community manager or something that kind of manages the interface. Absolutely. When you're releasing stuff to your community, and you know what, like even the big players like Diablo 4 recently, with the way they handled that patch. I still don't think that was particularly well done. Then there really does need to be a lot more thinking about what you're releasing to your player base, doesn't there? Otherwise, yeah. yeah. I th- do you know what? I think I think devs and you know just in general, I think they just like to try put stick their fit, foot in the water just to see how it'll go. And mm. uh, I, I think it's just the kind of thing where people just kind of try to test the boundaries to see what they can get away with. Um, and sometimes. I mean, honestly, like sometimes bad publicity is not that bad because now that's true. Well, you're aware of this game, and you just said it looks pretty cool. You might give yeah, that game. I've a never crack. seen this game before in my life, and I've just seen it up here, and it's got an eight out of ten from IGN, and it looks right up my alley in terms of a D and D esque. Yeah, so you're you're probably yeah. right there, mate. 
Sometimes exactly. any kind of media is good media. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's such a cliche thing to say, like like you said, but I mean, it's true. Like this game is now in our peripheral and we're talking about it. And I mean, I've been looking at it too and thinking, Fuck, that's that looks pretty cool. <laughs> How old is it? Is it 2021? <laughs> 2021, yeah. So a couple of years old. Um, but it looks pretty, pretty crisp. And uh, I think it kind of, because I, I wasn't super excited for the, 40 ga- uh, 40 40k games coming out um in the sort of you know next sort of couple of years just because i wasn't and- super into the 40k universe but since i've been reading the books now i'm kind of Ooh, back into it right. and now so that i know that these. these guys are working on rogue trader yeah i'm probably pretty excited for a crpg set in that universe yeah okay yeah mm. so i think that'd be pretty cool but uh but yeah an interesting story grizz and just uh an interesting one to um kind of you know just uh show how the the, the players fought back and won whereas you know you watch diablo and think kind of pushing shit up a hill sometimes it's a bit you like know? That. it absolutely is a bit like that yeah now cap we have had a plethora of action rpg news over the week that we're kind of going to bring to you in little kind of piecemeal stories here but first i want to talk about is uh once again uh diablo 4 and blizzard are surrounded in drama surrounding uh diablo 4 um specifically the battle pass so look i just my thoughts on this cap for battle pass to be successful it needs to offer the consumer worthwhile rewards um and the way that other companies have done that uh like fortnite and apex legends is by playing the complete battle pass and completing the battle pass, you would earn enough currency by doing that to purchase the next battle pass. So that if you're kind of just rewarded for playing the game um, and completing the battle pass, which is really cool. And I actually did that a couple of times in Fortnite when I was playing it quite a lot. And it felt quite good because, you know, it was like a $15 battle pass that you're paying for. And then you get the next one for free if you play the game. Now, Blizzard have not done that, Cap. Uh, they've done the opposite of that. So through the Season 1 Battle Pass, you can earn yourself a total of 666 Platinum um, by completing the Battle Pass. And a new Battle Pass costs you 1,000 Platinum. But it doesn't end there, Cap, because <laughs> there is nothing you can buy in the store for 666 Platinum. So if you yeah. bought just the Battle Pass... <laughs> You can't afford anything in the shop because the minimum yeah, is eight hundred. I'm I'm hundred percent positive that Blizzard thought, oh, do you know what we'll do? We don't want to give them enough to really do anything with the platinum, but we'll be really cute and make it six 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 to kind of like you know kind of sweep it under the carpet as a cute little reference. But it, Blizzard, yeah. we know exactly what you're up to, <laughs> and fuck you, you guys just keep fucking doing it. You're so fucking greedy. It's fucked up. Yeah, I'm the same as you, Cap. It's like. They've got this basis of probably, possibly one of the best RPGs ever created. You know, the graphics is amazing. It feels great. The classes are awesome. The progression is great. And then I feel like they're just trying to find a way to to feel the corporate greed. And people are just picking up on it. And so this has been a pretty hot topic across Twitter and, you know, Reddit and everywhere else around this one. But it is frustrating, Cap. I mean, if you buy the Battle Pass and you've played the game enough, which is a lot, to earn the maximum amount of platinum, you're sitting there with 666 platinum and you're in the shop and there's nothing you can buy. That that to me is a little bit 
frustrating. Yeah, I think in all honesty, I really do think that Blizzard needs to be rewarding their players that are sticking by them at the moment because there's a lot that aren't. Uh, mm. And I think little tokens of gratitude like, hey, here's the next battle pass for free or, you know, like it's just it's it's kind of disappointing um not surprising i do hope things change once uh hands change over to microsoft because i just feel like the the blizzard that we once know knew and loved uh mm-hmm. is is a shadow of its former self and it's just it's horrible it's just so corporate and gr- greedy and just generally generally fucked I also feel like if they do do the right thing and, you know, if, if you've got people playing the game and, say, earning the next battle pass by completing all the rewards, I mean, if that was me, I'd be far more likely to actually spend money in the shop for a cool cosmetic or something if I'm well, exactly. playing the battle pass every, every you know, every season. So I don't know. Yeah. At the moment, it's not, it's, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel rewarding to work your way through the battle pass because you know you've got to buy the next one anyway. Or, yeah. or you've got to buy any 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 uh, cosmetics in there. Mm. Yeah, uh, you're just not really rewarded at all, really, are you? And I think on top of that, like, I just think their monetization model is just really kind of shit. Like, you know, you're paying twenty odd dollars for an armor set, and the armor sets are kind of pretty average. And then on top of this, you're also not really providing much incentive to continue playing the game through, you know, what is, oh, you know. Even, what, even what the is core if, mechanic of the game cap, like we've well, yeah, touched exactly. on this before, but like how often are you sitting there because you're in these 15-man instances, but you're never sitting there watch, looking at someone else's uh, uh, cosmetics they've got on either, you know. So Yeah. I think what really sucks though, Grizz, is, is you know, it's a fairly – kind of tried and true strategy for companies to, like you said, include enough currency for, you know, the next battle pass in your battle pass or, you know, just not really do a currency at all kind of thing um, and yep. then make people buy the next battle pass anyway. Um, so I just, I find Blizzard being sneaky like this just and trying to set their own um, kind of agenda in terms of how things kind of work. Like gamers see that. It's like, it's almost like they think we're fucking stupid. It's, if, <laughs> of course we can see what you're doing. You're like, what are you doing? Like, um, and I just, I hate it when people insult people's intelligence and uh, I feel like Blizzard just cr- does it over and over again and we keep mm. eating the shit off the plate. They keep serving us, but, uh, you know, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. And maybe it's a lesson learnt the hard way. Maybe it does take people to stop buying the battle pass and then we'll see people coming back to to paying for it to continually earn the battle pass through through playing the game. Who knows, Matt? Yeah. We'll see where it goes. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Look, on, on other Action RPG news, Cap, we have heard from a quite old but quite popular uh, Action RPG by the name of Grim Dawn. So Grim Dawn is getting a large patch um, coming out relatively soon. I'm not sure of the actual date, but... 1.2.0 uh, has basically had a blog post written about it. Um, we're getting a lot of changes in that game, which is fucking crazy, Cap, because this game is from 2016. So we're talking uh, a good couple of years now since this has come out. And to a lot of people, this was almost like a uh, bit of a successor to Diablo 2. It was a modernized take on uh, top-down action RPG that felt kind of like a Diablo-like and... Um, you can play it cooperative and was pretty well received. Uh, but also at the end of the blog post, Cap, um, it has this uh, little little snippet here. It says, 
As for what is beyond version 1.2.0, now I'm not saying that there might be something more in the future, but maybe I'm saying there is something more in the future. So kind of poking at there's potentially a third expansion or I don't know. <laughs> something close. Something something else coming. Now, interesting enough, Cap, um, in that blog post, it also goes to say that there has been a spike in Grim Dawn players on Steam. What a surprise. Yeah. So what do you think that is? That's people going, I probably think going people playing. looking for an experience that they were hoping to get in Diablo 4 kind of were underwhelmed and now are trickling into other uh, periphery games such as Grim Dawn and probably Path of Exile. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, eh? So there you go. Um, I enjoyed Grim Dawn uh, and I hope to see more content for it. I think uh, I, I remember one time, Cap, I convinced Pete to buy this game. <laughs> and he bought it, and then I stopped playing it pretty much as soon as he bought it. So, <laughs> classic. Oh, I love that. Yeah, well, I remember playing classic. this game a while back. Uh, I didn't play it for super long, but I remember having a, a, quite enjoying my time with it, and I enjoyed the world. I guess it was kind of almost a Bloodborne-ish world from memory. Mm. Um, a bit more magical though, but. Um, yep. But yeah, really, really fun game, and I know a lot of people really like what Grim Dawn did with the action RPG formula. Uh, and on top of that, I think a lot of the patch notes that came out with the, the patch they announced, uh, it, a lot of the things are being addressed that you know traditionally players have not been stoked with. Um, mm-hmm. Can't quite remember off the top of my head what they were, but I think it was things to do with like elite packs and stuff like that, and yeah, how you do loot, certain stuff, loot stuff in there as well. It's crazy yeah. they're bringing a large patch like this out, you know, so far into the life of this game. But obviously, there's still a pretty dedicated player base to it. And uh, yeah, yeah, they have brought out a few DLCs throughout the time. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Loving it. Now, Cap, uh, Path of Exile, mate. You like it? In all honesty, not a big fan of Path of Exile. I, I, there's something missing from Path of Exile. It almost seems like it's missing a soul <laughs> yes. for me. Um, I've never really been able to get into it. There's, I don't know what it is. It's just the. Exactly I, what- I, pref- I much preferred Grim Dawn and Diablo. I just felt like the. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, was it the well, art style? Because that's kind of what did it for me. The art style. I think just it's a didn't- mixture of the art style and just the world. Just I'm not interested in what they're yeah. telling me. You know? Yeah. The story Look, there are a lot of people uh, that absolutely love uh, Path of Exile. Um, you know, they've got a lot of great content creators that live and breathe Path of Exile and a pretty dedicated fan base. And. It is a game by Grinding Gears from New Zealand. But uh, recently, Cap, uh, they held ExileCon, which was a three-day event held in Auckland, New Zealand, um, to celebrate all things Path of Exile. Um, Very successful event. So they unveiled details of Path of Exile 2, as well as a mobile game, Cap, Path of Exile Mobile. Um, Whoa. And they actually had playable uh, you could play both of these games, uh, Path of Exile 2 and the mobile game, once you were there. But, you know, I tell you what, man, like Exile Con, fuck, they did a good job of it. So they invited all the content creators, but rather than just having them there as guests, they got them involved in panel discussions. They got them to actually interview the devs. They got them to play Path of Exile 2 live on stage while the dev is sitting there talking to a big room of people explaining kind of the cool. mechanics and 
kind of how it's happening. So uh, Kriparian was there and he actually opened uh, ExileCon, which was cool. He's a popular uh, streamer, plays a lot of Hearthstone and other Path of Exile things. But what I really liked, Cap, was so they they had someone playing the game live on stage and they had one of the devs sitting there in amphitheater talking through the different mechanics and uh, as he was playing, um, you know, he played through basically one whole part of the game and he was explaining the different abilities and how this kind of worked and I'll go through some of the changes in Path of Exile 2 in a second but it was just really refreshing because you could tell they weren't hiding anything the game was as it was played you know the guy died to the first boss and everyone was just like like, kind of like laughing and yeah yeah, it was a it was a very the people that were there were really are obviously really invested in Path of Exile so it was absolutely Pretty, well, pretty well. Probably, I mean, well to me, thing. just to interject before you go into some of the changes, I think this yeah. is probably a very well timed um, and good move on their part for grinding gears because the more recent expansions that they released for Path of Exile One was very poorly received and yeah. was almost yeah. a Blizzard esque fucking move from yeah. grinding gears. Um, yeah. So from memory, they changed a bunch of things that people were not stoked with uh, and everyone spat the dummies. So about time they kind of went, hey, here's what you got looking forward to and we're going to change some of the stuff, which, you know, yeah, good. Definitely feel like they didn't. Remember, we talked about this on the episode a while back, but, yeah, they made a bunch of changes that community wasn't happy about and the state of Path of Exile was in a pretty rocky place. But you know what? I honestly think that right now, for them to have ExileCon is almost the perfect timing because we're seeing yeah. a lot of drama surrounding uh, Diablo 4 right now and, you know, tanking on Metacritic and everything else and then um, them holding this convention to show off Path of Exile 2 is, is pretty interesting. It's so, a shame it's Cap- not ready, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is a shame it's not ready. It is a shame it's not ready. Um, but I guess the first big thing from this convention and and something that a lot of people didn't know is that um, Path of Exile 2 will be a standalone game from Path of Exile 1. So that means that they will actually keep bringing out the seasons for Path of Exile 1 that you can play. Um, the seasons will be different between the two games. And what they've done is really cool because all of the things that you've purchased in Path of Exile 1, like the stash space and uh, the organization of your other bits and pieces, as well as some of your cosmetics, you can play on both games. Um, which I think huh. is pretty cool. So they'll unlock for Path of Exile so 2 as well. So Path of Exile 2 cost money to play? Because isn't one free to play? Uh, one is free to play. Uh, from I don't, They didn't say that. I, I imagine it would be the same model, so free to play game. Huh. I wonder how they're free monetizing that then. That's interesting. So, so the way that they do it with Path of Exile 1, man, is like they give you organization like the basically quality of life is what you get from the monetization. So right, okay. example is you get a um a a stash that is just designed for because there's so many different drops of uh currency in that game. Is it subscription and, based or is it one time purchasing? No, you one time purchase. So I've actually bought huh. a bunch of like stash spaces spaces in that game when I was playing it for currency. And it just basically automatically loads the currency that drops into those into like right. it more nicely for you and allows it easy to use and stuff. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. See, they have nailed their monetization. That's never been an issue with Path of Exile 1 because it doesn't change the way the games play, but it just, make, it just makes adds, it a bit easier. Yeah, it makes it a bit easier to follow and everything else. So pretty cool. Um, so that was a big change, uh, Cap. So that, that's cool. That, so they're going to retain Path of Exile 1, the people that love that game. And um, 
uh, also have Path of Exile 2, and yeah, the, the rewards kind of carry between both. Now, the game has had a fresh lick of paint cap. The engine has undergone a quite large overhaul. I don't know what this means, and maybe you can explain it to me, but characters, uh, items, uh, characters, items, monsters, and environments all use physically based rendering. Physically based rendering. Does that mean like, stuff moves I independently? I assume something? it's literally based on the physics engine rather than whatever else they were using to render it. So uh, that sounds okay. like a pretty big change to me. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it uh, it and it does look a lot a lot better. Like if you have a look at the uh, some of the gameplay, and uh, they did release a new gameplay trailer as well. Um, so we've had three of those now, and. They've re- revealed a lot of stuff that's coming with the game in that trailer. So we see that there is 100 distinct environments, 600 monsters, 100 bosses, 1,500 passive skills, 36 uh, ascendant classes, 240 active skills, six-player co-op, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Damn, so that's a lot. Um, it's a lot. And Cap, you know how we, we kind of spoke about this before, the skill tree is a bit pretty overwhelming with Path of Exile? Yep. Well, it's not getting any better with number two, mate. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, the same, if not worse. So Ugh. you can dual wield weapons in this, and you can have a different passive tree for both of those weapons. Christ! Wow. Okay. So it allows you to have basically two different skill sets uh, across your two weapons, so you can swap between them and and use different abilities. So pretty cool, man. Pretty cool, mate. Looking at this trailer, like this looks really nice. Like exceptionally nice, like yeah. better than Diablo Four. Nice, you know what I mean? Oh, it did. I reckon, yeah. And that was one thing that. So Asmund Gold, I had his reaction video up earlier uh, for the Twitch viewers, but um, that's what he was saying. He was like, you know, one thing that I've always felt about Path of Exile, and this is his rant, is that the graphics was always not great and it didn't stand up to um, modern ARPGs. But mm-hmm. Path of Exile Two looks on par, if not better, in some ways than Diablo Four. Yeah, so. there's certain things. I think a lot of it is in the lighting uh, that it just looks really nice. Uh, yeah, it just looks gorgeous. I think one thing about Diablo Four, and one thing that I've praised it for, but is also, I guess, probably a, a, an Achilles heel of its of its own, is mm. is the glum glumness of that world uh, i guess it is not an awful lot of vibrancy uh whereas with this i think they've managed to retain a kind of glumness but also they still have some quite vibrant colors um so it does look really nice in in certain certain parts of it but uh yeah and i mean just the gameplay looks really nice as well so um so i guess i 100 percent agree i guess my takeaway on this camp i think the game looks fantastic and i think it I think the graphically it looks amazing, and the devs were one thing that I noticed throughout the whole thing is they're so they just seemed so proud to be talking about this game, and the content creators are also pretty excited about it, and that kind of uh, definitely builds a bit of hype about the game. I guess one concern that I do have, one thing that I feel like Path of Exile didn't have, not that I'm a law guy, but the story never really pulled me in at all. Whereas, yeah, same. And I do hope that maybe that's something that's stronger in in uh, Path of Exile too. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I don't know. It, it looks really nice. Um, I had something to say about it, but I can't remember what I was going to say. Doesn't matter too much, mate. But uh, yeah, Path of Exile. 
I guess we'll there give you it go. a crack. I love when, the way they did ExileCon 2, Cat. I think they did a really good job of that yeah. three days of releasing the stuff. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of information on the mobile game because I didn't look into it, but I'm assuming it uh, it's probably a, maybe a cash grab for that. Uh, Dude, it must be... It must be difficult to, like, I don't know how big grinding gears are, but, I mean, they must be obviously reasonably large to be able to work on a sequel and mobile game simultaneously to a live service game that they're maintaining. Like, it must be a pretty, like, crazy, um, like, setup and dev house to be able to kind of work on all that simultaneously. It just must be the amount of work that would go into kind of maintain that work output would be hectic. So, yeah, kudos to them, I guess, and, and good on them for um, kind of addressing some of the uh, the player feedback that sort of happened mm-hmm. recently. But, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm actually oh, – this looks really good. I'll probably give – I'll definitely give this a crack, especially if it's freaking free to play again. Like, yeah, Christ, absolutely. Imagine just not picking to. it up. Yeah, exactly, oh, yeah. mate. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. tried to I tried to have that take with uh, Path of Exile a number of times and I install it and I play it for about – five or six hours and then just lose interest. But uh, yeah, give it a go, mate. Yeah. Looks looks pretty good. Uh, you keep asking me when is it releasing. I actually don't know. Uh, I can probably give that a quick Google. But, uh, a Google. It's got to be soon, surely. It would have to be soon. Um, especially, I mean, this particular tra- trailer looks insanely fleshed out. So I would June think so. 7th, 2024 cap, apparently. Okay. So... They've got a while yet. That's the closed. <laughs> that's the closed beta. So uh, okay, yeah, that's a while away, mate. A little while away. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, interesting. If they can, if they can show a game and actually sit down and play it in front of a live audience, and they even I brought a co-op, be closer than that, Christ, even brought a yeah. co-op player in, and yeah, they played through a whole zone and did some bosses. So. Obviously, they're yeah. taking their time to make it look good. Well, yeah, good on them for doing so. You know, a lot of uh, companies these days don't take their time, my friend. That's it. That's yeah. right. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, well, mm-hmm. Grizz, that was the freaking quest log. Hey, we did it. Did we do a poll over the weekend? I don't think we did. No. We need no. to start doing, <laughs> start doing more of those, don't we, Matt? I think, in all honesty, I just forgot because uh, it was my birthday. So those yeah. at home are going to just have to give me a pass this week. So uh, that one's on over. Pav, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Good, good job, Pav. Typical. <laughs> Got it. Um, but anyways, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, expect one next week. We uh, normally post uh, a OGR poll most weeks. Uh, and you can go and vote in said poll when we post it on at twitter.com slash OGR show or x.com slash OGR show, whichever flavor you like. Uh, go and follow us on, on that uh, social media network that uh, remains to be unnamed, I guess, but we're going to call, keep calling it Twitter for uh, the foreseeable. Uh, but, yeah, follow us there and you'll, you'll find a, a tweet that has a, a poll in it and you can vote in that and we'll talk about it next week. So there you go. All right, Grizz. I need to know, mate. I want to know how your gaming has been gone. How's game been going? I haven't actually been playing a heap of video games, Cap. Um, sit down, PC gaming. Uh, I've, I've been playing some Terraria modded still, which I tell you what, man, I keep saying this every week for the last few weeks, but such a fantastic, such a fantastic game, and the modder just makes it a lot better. So yeah. that's been really fun co-op, um, doing some base building and... Me and Curdy had a good stream, I believe that was last week sometime and worked our way through some content. It's been fantastic. And then uh, yeah. I've been watching quite a bit of the the, the Rider Masters. Uh, no, the Riyadh, Riyadh Masters, sorry. Um, 
which is the Dota 2 tournament, uh, has been on. So um, that finished up, I believe, last night or the night before. Um, but great to watch some some uh, esports gaming, mate, bit and a uh, bit of pro Dota. But Cap, I think the highlight of my week in terms of gaming, board gaming, was actually for your birthday, mate. Which um, yeah. Both lovers of the Soulsborne universe, and you know, I'm sure you're going to talk about it. But your favorite video game ever, uh, Bloodborne. We played the Bloodborne board game. Yeah, which exactly is fucking awesome. And I just would love to. We talked about it. Maybe we go to Bali for a month and just you know escape and just play this game for a month. And yeah, kind I of the way be sick. It would be so good, man. And I reckon, dude, the content will take a while to get through. Oh, so yeah. I guess if you haven't heard of uh, the Bloodborne board game, essentially it is a, it is a co-op uh, board game that you can play with up to how many people, Cap? Is it six? You have up to four players four? Okay, as far as I'm aware. I don't think it – well, maybe it is six. Maybe with the Chalice Dungeon set, you might be able to do six. Can do some stuff now. You kickstarted this, didn't you, Cap? So you've got some yeah. extra content and yeah, I've got some exclusive Kickstarter stuff, um, which includes a bunch of extra characters and some um, additional enemies. But um, but yeah, fuck, it's just such a it's just a fun board game. I think, and obviously, yeah. if you are a fan of Bloodborne, like <laughs> that's just an added bonus. Um, and yeah, oh, dude, the attention to detail is just excellent. You know, the way that it's, uh, kind of conveys into a into a board game from the lore of the game you know you're wielding a large scythe and you know all the weapons in bloodborne have transformed they have two different styles of the weapon i guess you could say and they've built that mechanic into the board game where you would have two sides of your weapon and uh each class kind of works differently when you transform your weapon and um so you might have something that is a bit slower on one side but deals more damage and yeah, just a very well designed game. But I guess the in, in terms of the core mechanics, so basically you're you're three hunters and you you enter into uh, like a, a different um, situation or a a campaign, so to speak, and you start and you slowly reveal more of the map as you progress your way through. And you have a turn and you can move in that turn. You can you can uh, attack other actions and bits and pieces. But it kind of works on similar to the Soulsborne games where. Um, after everyone has a turn, time kind of ticks along on almost on a dial, and once it uh, goes through a full progress of the is it the development of the moon cap in Bloodborne? Is that what it is? It's the blood yeah, moon pretty or something? much. Yeah, the blood moon's kind of moving along. All the monsters reset that you've killed. So yeah, everything regardless resets doing. regardless of what you're doing. <laughs> you might be and fighting a guy. Quick. Oh man, it's fucking brutal. Um, but. Yeah, Cap. Anything to add, mate? We are lost, didn't yeah. we? We lost oh, yeah. It's it's a it's a pretty tough game. It's 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 all based on. I mean, there is uh, some random elements to it in terms of you know what kind of type. You basically build the map out, and you're exploring the map by spending your action cards. You get three each turn. Mm. Those can be spent on movement, uh, attacking, etc., defending. Um, but you're building out the map, which is kind of random based on what tiles you're pulling up and, you know, depending on how you want to play the game, certain enemies will kind of show up and those can be random. Uh, their movesets yeah. are also varied into two different sets, which can, you know, randomize the game a little bit more. So there's mm. elements of randomness, but there's also a fair bit of like 
player choice and action. There's no dice involved. It's a lot of like thinking about how you might be able to use what you've got to yeah. get the best outcome, which I really like about the board game. And the, the characters yeah. all do play quite differently. They reward you for using different cards in different ways, you know? Yeah, but, uh, It's interesting um, one note you, that you were mentioning, Kat, but in the rule book it kind of says something like if, you've, if you're trying to make a decision or you can't figure out a rule, the rule is that the one that is worse for the player is, is the correct is the correct ruling. Yeah. Something, the rule is called like intelligent and cruel. <laughs> yeah. Intelligent and cruel, yeah. If you're in a, in a situation where uh, multiple options are available and you have to choose one, choose the one that's worse for you because the enemy would probably do that. Yeah. So, and, and in a lot of times that completely fucks you over. Like it fucked us over I yesterday. Um, <laughs> you're very, perhaps <with>, <laughs> the very first turn in the game, you walked into this room and just got one hit by an enemy. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Fucking yeah. nothing you could do. But yeah. <laughs> you're dead. Which is so fucking bloodborne, isn't it? Yeah, like exactly. Like I it was literally like just getting clomped on the head. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those games where you so you're trying to balance ensuring that you're spending as much of your action doing as much as possible per turn. Uh, mm. because you're running out of time to do stuff to finish your chapter. Uh, in the campaign to move on to the next chapter of the campaign. So you're always thinking, how can I maximize the amount of shit getting done now? And sometimes yeah. you over-maximize to the point where you can't defend or yeah. you, know, you get yourself line, into a shitty it? position. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right. And then sometimes you know things just do not work out well, like for me. So, yep. But yeah, awesome board game. I'm probably going to pick up the expansions at some point because they're not too expensive. So... Um, I think there's three extra expansions. So, and I've got everything else. So, uh, yeah, it'll be the full freaking set, baby. But, uh, but set. yeah, we'll, we'll give that a crack um, sometime soon uh, and, and continue on our merry way. Now, Cap, we do have uh, Baldur's Gate 3 dropping in like less than a week. So, yes. uh, yeah. I dare say we'll be talking about that maybe next week if we find time. But um, I think so, my friend. I'm definitely going to def- try and find some time over the weekend to play it, maybe even Friday. It does come out Friday midnight for mm. uh, us Australians. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so I was. we'll see. Ted's sick at the moment, so we'll see how long that goes for and, <laughs> and um, yeah, sprinkle in some gaming here and there where we can. So... So, yeah, um, but, I mean, I, I didn't do an awful lot of gaming outside of that board game, but I have been, I don't know, I just ha- I played a little bit of Dota, but ever since I finished Final Fantasy 16, I kind of haven't really felt like playing an awful lot because I have just been holding out for Baldur's Gate and nothing's really scratching my gaming itch at the moment. So one thing I have been doing is I've actually been watching a full playthrough of Divinity 2 Original Sin because I, I really? I'm never going to play it, okay. like, in all honesty. Just, Does it include all the side stories and shit cap or? No, nah, it's mostly main quest line stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. And in all honesty, like I just went, I just went, I'd love to know how this game ends and I'm just not going to finish it. I'm never going to finish it. Um, I'm just not going to find time anytime soon. So I went, you know, I'm just going to watch someone play it on YouTube and I've been watching this bloke play it through and it's, it's been solid fun just watching how to go about getting certain things and this person's really knowledgeable about the different branching pathways and what you can and can't do. And, yeah, that's um, cool. 
Yeah. So it's been it's been fun watching through that, and the story's um, really great. Uh, been really enjoying listening to that, and uh, it's all narrated as well. And the the voice oh, acting work yeah. is fantastic in that game. Absolutely, but even just the general gameplay and and how the uh, I don't know, just literally the uh, the environmental. Um, constraints of combat. I just love how you can do certain things to turn the odds in your favor just by <laughs> dropping a certain like yeah. oil cask or something, and um, or completely just, fuck yourself by accident yeah. by doing something you exactly. Didn't need to do. You can go both ways, can't it? <laughs> Which is great. I just love it so much. So, yeah. um, but they have said that uh, they want to work on uh, on Divinity uh, Three. Um, so mm. that'll be obviously after Baldur's Gate and and sometime after that, but. At least now I've kind of gotten through the storyline of Divinity 2 and I know what's going on so I can kind of enjoy 3 on a different level as well. So uh, when that inevitably comes up, out. But, uh, but yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of been scratching my itch for not being able to play Baldur's Gate 2 for the, for the meantime. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Very nice, uh, mate. That was me. But uh, anyways, moving along, Grizz. We... Uh, it's time for our favourite part. Brought to you by the old rapid fire news, my friend. Brought to you by DJ Francesco, our wonderful Patreon. You know, <laughs> a patron of the of the OGR Sponsor. show. Yep. Sponsor, numero uno. Um, but yeah, anyways, let's jump straight into it, Grizz. CD Projekt Red are going to be laying off 100 staff. Jesus. Um, pretty brutal a lot of people they basically just said look like we haven't really got things for these people to move on to it seems like a lot of it's going to be hangovers from dedicated teams to things like Gwent and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but i mean in all honesty they were pretty good about it they've they've kind of given these people a lot of time uh, to know what's happening it hasn't been kind of like a you know you're at the door tomorrow kind of thing which does happen at some companies like you literally get told the day of and you're on your bum uh you know generally with a redundancy payout they these guys are going to be doing a nice redundancy payout to their staff as well but so uh, cap does this reflect on the studio doing poorly obviously is that what we're looking at here i don't know in all honesty I think it kind of marks that some of their IPs haven't done amazingly. I think Gwent didn't do too well. Um, yeah. I think Cyberpunk went okay, but I think just in terms of their project management, I'm guessing that they just have a hundred spots they don't really know what to do with at the moment. They've got a lot of shit in the works with, you know, um, spin-off Witcher stuff and new Cyberpunk game and um, some other bits and pieces, but. Um, it's just, I think it's just one of those things where they've kind of got themselves into a bit of a pickle with overstaffing and they don't know what to do with these people. And so, um, you know, I think the Witcher three, like was really hot for them, like seriously hot. And I think it was huge, wasn't it? They must've grown a lot off the back of that. And then I think big time had success since. I think they've just had that stagnation and like, you know, in all honesty, how long is it going to be till we see another uh, city project red game? You know, and so they're going to have to be paying these people in the interim. Uh, and you know, if they're overstaffed, it's a pretty big overhead. Well, a hundred so, seems like a lot. Cap. Yeah. I don't know, but that's a hundred like a lot. lot. Of, yeah, you're right. A lot. But I mean, if you've got a dev house of you know a thousand, it's you know this is nine. This is approximately nine percent of its staff. So they have roughly a thousand staff at mm-hmm. the moment. So 
Yeah. Anyway, I mean, look, it, it, it totally sucks. But I mean, one thing you can give uh, City Project Red kudos for is for giving them plenty of warning uh, to the point where, you know, they've said they've given them a fair few months to try and find something else, basically, and keep them on until then. And then <clears throat> they're also giving them a fairly reasonable payout. So, you know, cool. good of them. All right. Being looked after, mate. Hey, um, Kat, Jonathan Kimball Simmons, the American actor, uh, been in many films like Whiplash. Actually, have you seen Whiplash, Cap? Out of curiosity, no, I haven't seen Whiplash. No, um, it's the drummer one, and there is oh, some amazing yeah. drumming in that movie. Like some of the best drumming you'll you'll see in yeah, TV. Yeah, that's really familiar, actually. Um, he plays the orchestrator. Is that what you call it? Like does the timing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a fucking prick in that movie. He's such a he's bastard. He's also the news guy, news report. He's like the head of the newspaper in um, fucking Spider-Man with ah, Toby yes. McGuire and shit. J.K. Simmons, yeah. Anyway, uh, Cap, he is uh, voice acting Omni-Man in Mortal Kombat 1, which is pretty Omni-Man. cool. Omni-Man. So- yeah, and if, if you don't know who Omni Man is, it's like um, you know Omni Man has been uh, in a serious amount of memes um, since, and it's like the one where it's like he's like standing over his son who's like been beaten to death, and he's just like think, think. So you'll know the <laughs> meme when you see it. You'll know that you'll know the meme uh, when you see it. Um, he's basically just like the world's shittest dad. Um, but yeah, so anyways, cool. Very cool. Um, now, Grizz, some freaking mad lad, freaking legend, has completely mm-hmm. rebuilt Simpsons Hit and Run in the Unreal Engine 5. Uh, but what? you won't be able to play it. Sorry? Why? Why can't I play it, Cap? Why? You can't play it because it's probably very much, almost certainly is, uh, copyright material copyright. and no. a big issue. Um, does it look, does it it look looks amazing wicked. or what? Yeah, it? it looks yeah, wicked, okay. dude. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, you know, okay. it still has that kind of like Simpsons hit and run um, mm. kind of, you know, uh, play, Play-Doh plasticine kind of look. Uh, but mm-hmm. in the new engine, like, you know, just just little things look really nice and, and, it, and it, it plays really nice with a nice frame rate. And yeah, it just looks cool. So someone's completely rebuilt that and um, I think that's they've done a fucking stellar effort there. So fucking well done. Um. Cap, Ubisoft continues to disappoint by doing a few things. Firstly, cancelling three unannounced games, uh, delaying Skull and Bones, which was that, I think it's kind of like the, the pirate adventure. Um, yeah, sea of Thieves, it, it, kind it's of like, like the, the pirate uh, sea combat part of Assassin's Creed Black Flag as a game. Um, yeah, as a service. So yeah, and also cancelling. Actually, this game was pretty good, Cat. But Immortals: Phoenix Rising was kind of like a take on a battle royale using magic and whatever else, and had a pretty active player base for number one. Uh, apparently, quite a good game. Yeah, it's uh, basically like Breath of the Wild and um, that style, uh, and people likened it to Breath of the Wild, and some people even said it was as good in some aspects. Wow. So the sequel is um, no longer happening. Is that right? Cap, gone. The sequel is no longer happening, um, which is a bit of a shame because, uh, yeah, it was praised. I swear uh, we had another cull earlier, Cap, from Ubisoft earlier in the year around uh, IPs, well, I think, uh, different games. and. I, I think that the was cut. the unannounced games that you were talking about earlier. Ah, those those okay. were announced earlier in, early in the year. Uh, mm. There was three unannounced things that were culled um, and... Yeah, we don't know what they were, but they're probably a Tom Clancy game, I'd say, and they're probably an <laughs> Assassin's Creed game. And uh, you know what's probably, funny? It was probably a Splinter Cell game. 
when we looked at skull and bones, did the old classic where I was like, fuck yeah, this looks hell good. And you're like, this looks like shit. And you're usually on the money with those types of things. What was that game that you picked that was bad, Cap? Redfall. I was Redfall. like, this looks fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, give it a bit of time, Capo. I was like, no, nah, it's fucking shit. It was shit. Uh, it was. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Now, Grizz, the PS5 has surpassed 40 million units Jesus. sold. That's a lot of units. That's you a know big what, unit. I reckon it could have happened a lot sooner. They had stock. Yeah, true. Fuck. You couldn't buy one for like the first two <laughs> yeah, years of that's release, man. I managed yeah, to cop no. one. Um, through you know, sheer luck, uh, I had a mate who accidentally bought two and he's like, oh, shit, do you want this other one? And I was like, yes, I do. So good. Yeah, and no, I had to wait a while. The missus pre-ordered a controller by accident, not a console. So that was pretty good. Hey, this PS5 is really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you only want a $79.95 deposit. Okay, very cool. Dang, not bad. It's <laughs> uh, pretty good. good. So 40 million units sold. That is huge. Um, so, Cap, Star Wars uh, Outlaw devs are committing to making a 300-hour unfinishable RPG. What do they mean, unfinishable? Um, well, I think they just kind of, like, point this out. Do you know what? I actually think this is a very sneaky jab at Baldur's Gate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, because I think, like... Some of the things that have been coming out from Baldur's Gate is like, there's fucking mm. 17,000 uh, freaking endings, which, yeah, that sounds scary. And the game's I, I just, certainly going to be huge. I think I just read that wrong. Star Wars Outlaws Dead's promise it won't be a 300-hour epic Correct. unfinished RPG. Okay, so they're saying it's yep. not going to be the uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla RPG yeah. bloat game. Fantastic. Yeah. And I think they're pointing good. Finger, fingers at Starfield as well because I think Starfield's going to be kind of fairly bloated in terms yeah. of side quests and everything else. But Now, we covered yeah. this last week, Cap. This was the one where they designed every planet to to have its – there was no procedurally generated solar systems or planets. Yeah, again, so probably all... another little cheeky jab at Starfield. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> With man? With thousands of planets and they were made by an AI in about two seconds. I prefer to hear it that way, honestly. Yeah, I think, I, yeah. I mean, think about some of the best gaming experiences you've had and tell me about how all of them are Dark Souls and uh, how all of those levels are handcrafted. Um, so, you know, I mean, look, there's something to be said about, you know, uh, procedurally generated and, you know, how that can help uh, a game. But I don't know, certain elements of game design when it comes down to like placement and environmental storytelling and stuff like that, you just can't do without, you know, lovingly crafting a world. So, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, smart move, Ubisoft, mm-hmm. especially in a uh, economic climate where you're not doing too fucking well. So, yeah, absolutely, that. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, we did touch on this earlier, Grizz, so I'm going to do this one and the next one. But Larian intends mm-hmm. to make Divinity 3, but not until they've had a well earned break. So, you can expect Boulder's Gate. Uh, two and then Divinity three after a little bit of a break and down the track. So there you go. Now also Ratchet and Clank: A Rich Rift Apart is now available on Steam at Grizzly Gaming, and it's also Oy. Steam Deck verified, which is very radical. Wowzers, crazy! Kazi's favorite game, mate. That one. Ready um, to play on Steam Deck. Hell yeah! Ready to play on Steam Deck. Uh, Cap Sea of Stars, which was that beautiful looking RPG that was heavily inspired by Chrono Trigger in terms of kind of feel and look and and uh, audio goodness so we now know 
Sea of Stars will be available day one as a PlayStation Plus catalog game, and we are getting it August 29th, so a month away. Pretty exciting. Dude, I am honestly so excited for this game. Uh, I've been following it since it was on Kickstarter, and, oh, man, just uh, the prospect of another Chrono Trigger-like RPG Mm. very Mm -hmm. much gets me excited. So It just looks like they've done such a good job of it too. It's crazy what we're seeing now, Cap. Like I feel like indie games that have a certain art style that are done well just have such a chance to be successful. You don't need to have these, you know, ray tracing, AAA graphics to to sell a video game anymore, mate. Sometimes people like the old nostalgia retro. Yeah, uh, but it's just such vibes. a different playing field, don't you think, Grizz? Like you've got these <clears throat> corporate buzzwords, like the, the equivalent of corporate buzzwords uh, for mm. a lot of AAA titles with ray tracing and all that other bullshit. Um, and yeah, don't get me wrong, looks great. But when you release your game day one and it's fucked and it needs a fucking 50 gig patch because <laughs> it, it doesn't work properly and then it takes two years yeah. to fix the game versus these awesome indie game experiences that come out and are just fucking bangers from day dot. Mm. Makes you wonder. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Grizz. Yeah. Talking about indie games, and this is not an indie game. Uh, right. Pikmin 4, okay. their sales in Japan have exceeded the first week sales of all three games combined. The first three Far games. Out. I've actually noticed a lot of people on my Twitch playing it, mate. Loving it. Yeah. Well, Straight Jacket Jim's yeah. playing it. Um, so it must be oh, good. There you go. Jim only plays Pikmin good games. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, but yeah, anyways. Um, Cap, ESRB asked the FTC to approve facial recognition age verification for video games. So if you were a little kid wanting to play a M15, MA15 Soulsborne game, well, fucking good luck to you. Your yep, time is... Jack Caging Runt, that fucking baby face is going to be getting you nowhere, pal. <laughs> Has yeah, been pissed off about this one, Cap, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. This seems fucked, actually. I don't, I don't like this at all. Um, so I hope that doesn't go through because I don't like the idea of having to facially be recognized. Um, <laughs> Just degen so, gamers and you see yeah. like a picture of yourself in your fucking... Yeah, virtually. You know? So, yeah, a bit scary. Now, Grizz, final, final rapid fire. Your PlayStation Plus monthly games are PGA Golf 2023. And dreams, which was that weird kind of like it was almost like a, what do you call it, like a freaking uh, sack boy. I can't remember what they called that. Anyway, it's just like a kind of build your own thing game. Uh, oh yeah, and, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, death's door, which is a great Zelda-like uh, kind of indie game. It's kind of in the same vein as Tunic. Uh, yeah, it looks very tunic, tunic-like, doesn't it? Looking at that, yeah, now. brilliant game. I finished that uh, when I was on holiday Did a little you? while ago. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, before Ted was was born. Um, but yeah, it was it's a cracker. So those are your games. So really, really good. Uh, just to kind of go on what Dreams actually is. Dreams is an extraordinary, ever-expanding game universe from the award-winning Media Molecule creators of Little Big Planet and Tearaway, where you discover community-made games from around the world and learn to make your own. The latest evolution of the studio's play, create, share maxim. Dreams gives you the opportunity to unleash your creativity. So, yeah, it's kind of a game where you just make things like games and there's a lot of things. People that recreate other games in Dreams using the Dreams tool set like Fall Guys and stuff. Actually, that just reminds me. Um, I've completely forgot to tell you about this. 
Final Fantasy fourteen has a is getting a fucking Fall Guys collab. Yeah, I read that in the thing. That's fucking weird, dude. That's weird, like, don't you think, dude? I feel yeah, like that is, is that is that is missed the mark big time. <laughs> I, you know, that's I, I don't know. I can understand working with someone like Fortnite, but I feel like you know Fall Guys is a bit fucking a bit behind. So what it is is Final Fantasy fourteen has a mini game, Fall Guys mini game, and then. Four guys has some cosmetics tied to oh, Final Fantasy. Where they play as yeah. the Warriors of Light or some shit, which yeah. I don't know. Do people actually still play Four Guys? Anyone in chat playing Four Guys? I don't know. It just when I found that out, I was just like, I don't know. It, mm. it was kind of like the loot box thing to me. I was like, are people still using loot boxes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's probably definitely fallen off yeah. a bit, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, but Grizz, that is the podcast. Uh, and uh, that's it from us uh, for tonight. And uh, well, whatever time you're listening, that's it. Uh, but just want to thank you for for tuning in, whether it be live via uh, twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio or whether you're listening to this in your own time via Spotify, podcasts, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah, cheers. We appreciate you big time. Uh, if you could give us a cheeky review on your platform of choice, that would be wonderful if you have the possibility to do so. Otherwise, if you want to find a link, whether it be Discord, uh, our Twitch, uh, our Patreon, you want to pay us money, go to OGR.show and you'll find a link there. Uh, we've also got uh, a Twitter, twitter.com slash OGRshow. Go and check that out. We'll be posting a link, a, a uh, what do you call it? Poll every week, except last week. And every now and then we do miss them, but don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, sometimes, anyways. yeah. Only there natural cat. Mm. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, we're, not, we're not perfect human beings. Um, right. I mean, Grizz is just Pav. That's the problem. So, you know, <laughs> kidding. Love you, Pav. Love you. Um, all right. Anyways, that's it from us. Love you guys heaps. Take care. And we'll see you guys next week on the Oceanic Gaming Radio Podcast. Cheers, legends. Wow.